What's up, world? It's Katrina. And Marlena. And this is Excess Baggage. The podcast where two friends in their 30s unpack all of life's baggage. This episode, we will be unpacking being Black and gay. Okay, let's start the show. your baggage today? Um, Well, I just got off a plane and uh, (laughs) (laughs) rushed home so I can do this interview. So just, you know, people driving crazy. There was a lot of stress involved, but I made it. So it's baggage, but it's, you know, I'm airing it out. Everything's good. (laughs) Um, I had to go on a work trip that uh, was unexpected, which I said, pre or post COVID, I was like, I'm going to go wherever the wind takes me. So I was kind of excited that it happened. But at the same time, I was like, wait a minute. Oh, shit. I got to book this. I got to pack. I got to go. Like I actually have to do it. Yes. It It was pretty nuts. But, you know, I made it through and I made it back in one piece. Although my flight. No, here's the real baggage. My flight (laughs) on the way back. There was 30 minutes of turbulence. And I was sitting wow. there uh, freaking out. Uh, the guy that was, I was by the window and the guy that was sitting in the aisle, he like looked over at me. I looked over at him like, what the hell is going on? To the point that I was looking at the screen in front of me and the guy uh, said, oh, it plane is going 464 miles per hour. And I go, is that normal? Are we supposed to be going that fast? <laughs> so I'm Googling while I'm shaking and everything's moving. I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm not about to die on this flight. It felt a little weird, a little, you know, Magic Mountain-ish. But, you know. 30 minutes of turbulence is a long ass time. It is because we were over Michigan. And the captain was <laughs> like, oh, uh, there's uh, the Lake Michigan winds are really rough right now. Everyone just calm down and you know, um, I'm going to p- throw on the seatbelt sign. I'm like, bitch, you don't have to tell me about the seatbelt sign. <laughs> I don't think anybody's getting up at this moment, but right. you know, that's it. <laughs> that, that's, it. That's, that's, all. it. that's all. I almost died on a plane for 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I made it. I'm glad you made it. <laughs> what about you? What's your baggage? Uh, my baggage today is... I have found myself in another season of grief. In the last nine months, there's been about five seasons of that. I'm on season five. Um, So I am, yeah, I'm just moving through that. And all the things that come with that, I feel like I'm just, I'm honestly ready to just stop grieving people and things and relationships and dynamics and all the things. It feels like the last nine months for me has just been constant grief. Um, So yeah, I'm just moving through that in this moment, which means there are tears. There is some sadness. There's a lot of anger in some moments Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Letting people go. Our last episode. Not not (laughs) wanting to let people go. Oh yeah, right. (laughs) Um, so yeah, all of that, that, that is my baggage today. And I'm just trying to move through it and be gentle with myself and move with ease. Yeah. And so today we have a special guest, uh, one of my best friends growing up and we both grew up with him. Uh, mm-hmm. 
His name's Cam, a resident superstar, definition of black boy joy, just somebody that's always, to me, in a good place, even when he's not. And uh, I just want to introduce him and give him the mic and uh, find out what his baggage is today. Oh, wow. So welcome to our show, our first, <laughs> our very first guest. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I'm so excited um, to be here. Um, thank you guys for uh, creating this platform. Um, I know there's like so many podcasts out and, um, you know, trying to find your way, um, you know, amongst the crowd, but uh, I really appreciate you guys. And of course, yes, we have known each other for a very long time um, <laughs> since we were basically in diapers. So I'm super excited um, to be here with you guys and um, share just my experience on what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> yes. So Cam, uh, yeah. Your, this is your first time, so we always sure. start with our baggage. What is your baggage today, if you have any? What is my baggage today? Oh, my gosh. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I think a little bit of my baggage is, um, so yesterday was Father's Day, um, and mm-hmm. I got to spend the day, um, you know, with my family, with my with my dad and my grandfather. Um, but my heart was a little heavy because I realized that they're getting much older um mm. and um i was just found myself like kind of just looking at them and just like oh my god they're not the same men that i knew when i was younger mm-hmm. um so that was a lot to do with i mean it was beautiful um you know to be with them and I'm, I'm happy they're still alive and despite any health issues um that you know that they're having um it's just it was just great to be in their presence um and i typically kind of remove myself emotionally when it comes to that, just because I, that's just how I deal with issues and, and things like that when it comes to health and family and parents and grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's probably my baggage for today. I was, I was really reflecting today, just kind of like looking at pictures that I took yesterday with my grandfather and my dad and, you know, everybody. And I was like, Oh my God, I cannot believe that like they're in their seventies and their eighties. And mm. this is what happens to people. Like they get old and you think that they're like, superheroes and they're going to be alive forever and then you realize like wow like everybody dies right <laughs> uh, right oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man i so know that's my but other than that um it's a it's a it's a great day it's a beautiful day and i'm i'm happy to be alive yes yes, yes to all of that yeah i actually missed father's day for my grandfather and i felt really bad but mm. he was so encouraging of me going on this trip because he knows that ultimately that's what I want to be able to just go and do. And, you know, even if it's work, just, just be free, you know, that's what he wants for me. So, you know, I wrote him a really nice card and everything. He drove me to the airport, picked me up. So he knew what it, what it was. He's just like, just go, go. It's I'm fine. (laughs) I'm good. And I'm like, I believe you. I believe you. He's like, don't feel bad. Just go have a good time. I'm like, okay. Um, So I feel that. Yeah. I don't even, yeah. I don't want to even go into that because I will be a whole ass mess (laughs) when that time (laughs) comes. Right. It's a whole other episode. (laughs) Uh, But today our topic is being black and gay. And the reason why I brought up this is because it is pride month. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have a lot of friends in the LGBTQ plus community, but in the past, I've always noticed that there's a difference between being black versus white, not only just, you know, race, but also within 
your sexuality, which I always thought was just strange. Um, because I'm like, why do we care what people are doing in their bedrooms? I don't know. Or how they're living their lives. I don't know, but it definitely, I've seen differences and, you know, every time I'd go to a pride event, you know, it would be heavily, I I don't want to say whitewashed, but a little whitewashed. Heavily whitewashed. Yes. (laughs) It's, It's been whitewashed and I have, they're like, okay, well, I know plenty of, you know, gay black people. So why aren't they lifting them up as mm-hmm. much as they can? Especially, you know, if it's all about Stonewall in 1969, there were so many black, gay, lesbian people that were on the front lines. This, yeah. So I just wanted to bring Cam on to ask about his experience with that, because I don't want to talk about something that I haven't actually experienced just things that I've heard, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Cam, <laughs> what would you say about that? Oh, I mean, honestly, wow. It's so, it's such a complex um, topic and such a intersection of so many things. Um, being, first of all, being Black, being a man and being gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I guess I, I probably would start at my experience, like when I was younger and what I knew to be black and gay, and then kind of, I guess, maybe walk through, um, you know, me, you know, quote unquote, coming out, me mm-hmm. exploring my sexuality, me exploring, um, what it means to be gay, um, what it means to be black and gay, um, you know, and, and within the community. So, you know, I, I remember being younger um, and I would I, we would go to church quite often. Um, and I remember, you know, there were different topics that would come up, um, you know, about homosexuality and the Bible, mm-hmm. um, you know, how it's a sin and blah, blah, blah. And I can remember being so young and like literally cringing in church because wow. I knew that something was different about me and I didn't know what it was. Right. And so. Of course, I was I was attracted to girls, um, but I, I knew that I was also attracted to boys. And, um, you know, I remember, you know, being in church and like literally being scared of like being caught. You know what I mean? And I was so young, but I, like I had no idea what that was. I just knew that I was having different feelings about I saw men and I was attracted to that. I saw, you know, girls and I was attracted to that as well. Um, and, you know, going through like middle school um, you know, middle school and, you know, up to high school, I did have, I did have a lot of experiences that I I think kind of helped shape me, um, into who I am today. Um, I was always very, a, a very curious kid. Um, and so, you know, I was always asking questions. Um, this is early on when we had dial up internet and I was actually sneaking to watch gay porn, (laughs) (laughs) um, and just really just looking at any type of outlet, um, to really figure it out because I didn't have anybody um, as close to me, um, you know, that I, I could talk to about it. And of course, you know, like when you're kids, you always like, there's always like, oh, that he's gay or like there's a gay boy in the class. There might be a gay girl in the class and you just kind Which of like. I don't like. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I don't not, like that label. I, yeah. I I actually, I'm interjecting because I don't like that label. I, I remember being young and adults saying that to me yeah. about mm-hmm. you not necessarily like i'm not talking about my parents but just sure. 
adults saying that to me yeah. about you. And I remember to myself thinking, okay, if you're the adult, sure, you're supposed to be the example. I don't right. see how you telling me a kid who doesn't understand that yeah. either. Yeah. Why are you in a way bullying this person without them right. knowing, but it's, it's a form of bullying because sure. I just always was like, why are we even having this conversation? I'm like, Oh, he likes to dance. So now he's gay. Like, that's how I would yeah. think. I would think sure. like these people are happy. They like to dance or whatever. They're funny. And that sure. means they're gay. And I used yeah. to, I would get so upset to my detriment, probably probably got me in trouble a bunch of times, but I was always <laughs> like, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, um, but yeah. That you know what it's it's so interesting because I also remember kind of I remember kind of being younger and uh, adults kind of not I, I don't I can't really like my memory is not saying like they were actually talking about me but it was like asking questions right, right. Um, and so you know I, I remember just being nervous all the time you know what I mean like mm. getting asked questions and you know my mom I, I remember even my mom like our, clearly our relationship has grown and I'll, I'll talk about that um as part of my growth and my, my journey my experience but like I remember you know my mom asking me when I was younger like why don't you hang around more boys like you're I was always around the girls I was always into dance and art I was always creative and it's just it was that I was coming into myself of being really a young black gay boy you right. know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. when when you're growing up, I mean, we went to an, we went to an all black elementary school. Right. And so yeah. um, there were a few there were a few other boys in our class that are now gay. You know what I mean? And so I think we kind of all knew when we were younger. It's like I, we're the same. You know what I mean? But right. we don't know what, what this thing is. Right. And so it's like either, oh, you're you're super feminine or you are not masculine or it's like all these different intersections of like what it means to one just be a human being you know what i mean and it's like people put labels on you and, and things like that so I, I digress but you know as i as i basically started growing up and I, I think around my teenage years is when i really like my curiosity about my sexuality really really sprung out you know what i mean and so and i say that because you know we went to we went to middle school at a a, a small private school predominantly white um, we were in West Hollywood, which is gay mecca. Gay, of LA. It's like gay capital. <laughs> right. Yeah. Capital right. But my reference point to that was really not black gay. It was white gay. You know what I mean? And I that's that's all I knew. And that's what I used to see. And I was like, oh, well, this is I guess this is what it means to be gay um, until I realized, like, no, that's actually not what it means to be black and gay. Mm. And so um, I guess fast forward, you know, high school is probably when I started experimenting, um, really, you know, messing around with, with men. Um, and that's when I had my first boyfriend, when I had sex with a, a guy at 16 and really coming into myself and really understanding what, what it meant. And, and of course I was still, I was still young. So I had no idea, excuse my language, what the fuck I was doing. Right. I just knew I was acting on these feelings and these emotions that I, I would, I knew that I knew for myself were natural. You know what I mean? It wasn't a force thing. It wasn't a light switch where I was like, Ooh, yeah, I'm, I want to be gay today. Like I want to be straight tomorrow, you know? Um, and so Really, it's it's been a long, 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 long journey. Um, and I, I mean, I'll let you guys like ask ask the questions that preface the conversation because there's so much to talk about <laughs> and so much mm -hmm. to really unpack. Um, but that's just basically just talking about like the early development of, of myself and just uh, aware of my surroundings and 
learning things and exploring and experimenting and um, really just um, really just growing as a as a as a person. Do you feel like when you did have that experience in high school or because I mean, I was there and not there, but there with you throughout high school and. Did you feel like you had to have girlfriends? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you are when you are black and you are gay, there's this like there's this front that you I feel like you have to put on, you know what I mean? Or at least that's what I thought. You know, that's what I knew. It's like you either hiding it or you're trying to suppress your feelings so you're doing all the things that you think society told you to do is right. You know what right. I mean? Like you're not supposed to be gay, so you need to have a girlfriend. So I was attracted to girls. Like, yeah, I had girlfriends. Um, I have, I've had sex with girls, but it wasn't really being true to who I was. You know what I mean? Mm. And so um, probably around maybe 17, 18, um, I, that's when I knew that I was like, okay, like I am actually a gay man. Like I'm not, I'm not straight. I'm not bisexual. Like I like men, like I like mm. men. <laughs> and right. you come to the realization of that for yourself it is very very hard to like grasp that idea because you think about like the future and what your life is going to look like and right. um you know fast forward now I could have never I can never imagine that I would be in the situation that I'm in right now with my partner um you know just this life that I've built and all the experiences that I've had because you know looking back at 18 I was like I'm gonna be gay I'm gonna be left alone and I'm not gonna mm-hmm. know how to figure this shit out you know and so I think my experience really catapulted when I left LA and I went to Atlanta. <laughs> ATL, shoddy. <laughs> yeah. I could totally see that. Uh, well, yeah. I could. <laughs> um, I always wondered about that, though. I always wondered about Atlanta. Like, I know that there's like a big gay community in sure. Atlanta, but sure. I never knew whether or not it was celebrated because mm. I would think about like historically black colleges and all these sure. things. And I would think like, are they having pride, you know, events? events? Right. Are they doing things like that? Or is it kind of like, okay, yeah, we know this, but we're not really talking about it. You know, um, I will say this, my experience in Atlanta was possibly the best experience that I had in my I've had in my entire life mm. one because um I went to a historically black college I went to Morehouse College all male all black just beautiful diverse from the entire spectrum of black men that you can think of and then also too I was in Atlanta which is I, I think now considered like the black gay mecca I mean DC was the black gay mecca um right. but Atlanta was where I really came into myself and it's also the place that I came out to my to my parents you know Mm. I after freshman year the summer that I was moving into my first apartment you know my mom was down in Atlanta and I've told this story several times all my my closest friends know the story people that ask me about my you know coming out story or whatever I'm like I've been out since 1988 but like I guess you you, want to say (laughs) this is like my Um, you know, my, my mom had moved me to my new apartment in Atlanta and it was my sophomore, I was going into my sophomore year and we were at lunch and, you know, she was basically just kind of talking to me and it was more so like, you know, like I'm super excited about, you know, you, um, you know, in living on your own and blah, 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 like you're going to be responsible, da, da, da. And then she made a comment, you know, that kind of 
really hit me the wrong way. Um, and I remember I, I got really quiet and I just like my eyes teared up and I just start crying. And then she just like asked me, she was like, what? Like, what? Just tell me, tell me, tell me. And then she asked me the question. She was like, are you gay? And I was like, mm. yeah. And that is probably the most that was probably the most liberating moment of my entire life that I've ever had mm. being able to tell her that and just like stand in my truth and like affirming it it's like yes I'm a gay man and I know that I'm a gay man and I don't know what the fuck I'm about to do but we're gonna figure this shit out you know and so um my experience you know um coming out wasn't wasn't easy um, you know what I mean? Long story short, you know, my mom and I's our, our relationship kind of fell off for a couple of years because um, I, I just think that she had a lot of growing to do. And you know what I mean? Like that goes back to when you say about parents and you think they're like superheroes and you think they're perfect. And she had her own growth to do, you know what I mean? Over mm. these last, I guess, 10 years really um, about coming to the grips and then coming to the fact that her son, her only son is gay. Right. And so my dad was super, super chill about it. He was basically like, Okay, yeah, like we already knew. Like grandparents were like, yeah, we already knew. Like, <laughs> okay, great. Like, what do you need? Um, and it's not that my mom ever stopped loving me. She loves me unconditionally. I will never speak bad about my mom. But right. these are these are the facts, you know what I mean? And everybody's everybody's situation is different. Some people get kicked out, some right. people don't have families, um, some people have to find their gay families, some people end up on the streets, homeless, you know, things like that. So I'm very blessed that even though my situation wasn't easy when I came out and, you know, like my relationship with my mom uh, kind of fell off for a couple of years. I'm, I'm happy that I actually went through that. You know what I mean? Because it, it's mm -hmm. only made me stronger. It's only made me more resilient and really just like having a, like, I don't give a fuck attitude, you know? And so that is, that's basically my coming out story. Atlanta was a um, entire book. Um, if I could write it, um, and it would probably be about, probably about 12 chapters. I've had every experience possible. If you guys want to go into those details, you can ask me those questions, but I'm not going to give out that information just yet. <laughs> well, can um, you give us one experience that you could say like, okay. Okay. This... So when I, I mean, when I was in Atlanta, so I was in Atlanta from 2006 through 2012. And that is, it was, um, let's just put it like this. I could literally get picked up at a grocery store, at a gas station, at a red light. I experienced um, dating doctors, Black doctors, Black lawyers, Black businessmen. Mm. I experienced what it meant to be Black, gay, and successful. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I saw every type of Black gay man in Atlanta, really. I mean, that was my experience. And so that's how I knew, like you know, being 18, 19, like that, that was possible, like as it is now that I'm 33, you know what I mean? Right. I was just like, wow, like the, the world of being black and being gay is so, so, so diverse, but it's also so complex and it's so beautiful. Um, and I really do give my hats off to like my older brothers from Morehouse. A lot of the guys that I dated, you know, in Atlanta who kind of showed me the ropes and were like, mm. you're the shit, you're going to be the shit this is how you are going to be the shit being black and gay and the basically the shit. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I really do owe my, my growth and my experience um, of being black and gay to Atlanta because I, those are some experiences that I will never have ever again in my life. And um, I really do hold, hold all that like really close to my heart. That's dope. 
That's yeah. really amazing. The amount of representation and the amount of mentorship and the amount of experience to be able to do that as such yeah. an no, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. I, I like I really look back like if I were to close my eyes and just like really think about my entire experience in Atlanta, I experienced every single emotion that you could possibly think of being black and gay. You know what mm. I mean? I experienced love. I experienced heartbreak. I experienced grief i experienced um Mm. just what it really means to be a a brother what it means to be a friend um i experienced what it means to have family who aren't blood related i experienced other people's experiences being whether they're trans or whether they identify Mm. as you know non-gender conforming or whatever you know what i mean i my group of people that i came in contact with or whoever i came in contact with literally left a, a mark on on my experience and my growth and i'm i'm really honestly it it, it will forever be grained in my heart for for, the, for that and I, I love that so much yeah I'm, yeah i'm really happy that you had that experience um with so many like-minded individuals and so many you know black people because to me, I don't know, I've always, there's just, I've just had heard and seen a lot of challenges in the Black community, just a lot um, when it comes to being gay. You know, I've yeah. always heard the same saying over over and over again. It's just like, you're already, you're Black, yep. you know, and then you're adding this on yeah. to it <clears throat> and, and a, being a man as well, just what that yeah. all comes mm-hmm. with. And they're just like, why would you want to do this? And I always right. would just think like, what do you mean? You think it was a choice? You know, like exactly. this is just their, this exactly. is their life. This is their being authentic. Yeah. And so right. I don't see how you could question that. Yeah. Uh, but I just think about, you know, things I've just seen online. I mean, especially mm-hmm. just black guys, well, not just black guys, but yeah, black men beating up other black men because yeah. they think, right. oh, if I beat him, mm-hmm. he's going to, you know, that's going to make a man out of him. Yeah, or, sure. uh, you know, or how, you know, recently I feel like not that they've left, you know, just gay people alone, but now it's like turned into trans and how, you know, they're beating up trans people sure. for women, no reason yeah, yeah sure. women mm-hmm. and they're just doing it ju- you know for the gram what i'm just like who the fuck is watching this shit but yeah. i mean they f- they feel like it's shock value so they're just doing it you know it's just something yeah. to do and i think you know <clears throat> social media shines a light on a lot of things that you know have been going on for many years um that type of abuse um, yeah. that just wasn't no it was talked about but not actually seen Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I'm really thankful that I have never had any experiences where, you know, I was threatened, um, Mm. or, you know, somebody was like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to beat you up. Or, um, I wasn't, I I was never bullied. I mean, I, I feel like I got along with pretty much everybody that I went to school with that, you know, I came in contact with because like, I'm always like, I believe in karma. And I'm like, if you do people wrong, that shit is going to come back to you tenfold, right? So I've always been the type of person where I vibe off good energy. Like, I don't like bullshit. I don't like, you know, just like all that negative stuff. Like, I'm just like, be who you are, but like also respect other people who are being who they are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I feel like like with the the pride movement or like 
I think mainstream media has probably like often perceived it as like being white, right? And so like in most of their energy, <laughs> I feel like has been on like same sex marriage. Like that was like, right, that, right. Was, like the thing. that was like the thing. But like with black gay pride, like it's more focused on like combating issues against like racism, homophobia, mm. like lack of proper like health and mental care in the community, um, you know, homelessness and and things like this because at the end of the day, like, yeah, we all gay. Like, yeah, I can look at somebody and be like, yeah, you white and you're gay. But I'm like, our experiences are totally different, you know? Right. What I mean? And um, you have, just based off of the color of your skin, you have a lot more privilege than I do as a, as, as a black gay man. You know what I mean? Like, I have to work twice as harder. Um, I have to do things, go above and beyond and, and things like that. And so um, there, there's always been a battle of like, you know, you being black and gay and, you know, I guess what you would call quote unquote successful or like really coming into yourself. And then other people, you know, I found sometimes in the black community, in the black com- community, they may look down on you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you think you're mm. better than us, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, like my experience has been different, but like also too, like you don't have to fall into this box and this category of what people are trying to put you in. You know what I mean? Like, right. um, I never was like, you know, people were like, well, if you're going to be black and gay, you need to be, you need to be masculine. You need to be, fi-. I'm like, I'm just me. And I'm just being candid. Right. Like, I'm, and that's all I know how to do. Um, and so I, I really think like my um, just experience and um, what I've learned and what I've seen is really attributed to just like who I am as a person. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, I genuinely like to think of myself as a, as a good person. Like I'm not perfect. I have flaws like, like anybody else, but you know, I, I like to think of myself like just really as like a wholesome person, you know? Mm. And one thing that, you know, my friends always say is like, Oh my God, Cam, you just like live so free. And I'm just like, yeah, because that is what ultimately will give you, bring you happiness. Like just living free. You know what I mean? And just being yourself and, you know, people always say like, I'm unapologetically myself. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like that, but you need to like live that. You need to believe that. And you need to do that every single day of your fucking life. Because if you don't, it's like, it's, it's, it's almost like a waste, you know what I mean? Um, And so I don't know, like my experience has just been so, it's been so crazy. It's been so great. I like, I, I was, I think I said, I celebrated my, this is my, oh my God, what? I can't even count. This is my 14th, my 14th anniversary of coming out this year. So, mm. <laughs> um, and I feel like I come out every year, <laughs> something new that I discover <laughs> about myself. And I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. I'm getting deeper and deeper and deeper. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is great because I mean, growth, I mean, come mm-hmm. on now. We all and want don't that. We all, don't we all come out every year with something deeper and deeper. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, some yeah. stuff you wish you could <laughs> not come out with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put it in a box and pack that shit up. I mean, no, this is called excess baggage for a reason. <laughs> um, I love that you say that about you being so free because I always thought that like while you were free, I was always curious if you ever felt like you couldn't be that way because yeah. of your family and sure. you know coming from a political family sure. and having this like the namesake of like this yeah. is our name you know this is our mm. legacy did yeah. you ever yeah. feel like it's like i can't be as free or i can't i have yeah. to be this way so i will tell you um that was 
honestly my biggest struggle of being gay and being being myself um because of my family and just kind of like the things that come with that and i i think people associate that with like you have to be perfect you always have to be on and things like that and so i always i always found myself sometimes like kind of trying to shy away from that because it just it wasn't it didn't feel comfortable and it, it didn't feel like um i was being myself and so there were a lot of times where i i didn't you know i didn't speak up i didn't do what i wanted to do i didn't you know i wasn't honest like there were so many times like i, I can tell you there's so many lies that i've told about just myself and just not trying to get caught up and getting figured out and you know like i can't you know i can't mess around with you or i can't do this because i feel like I was either going to get taken advantage of or somebody was out to get me or something like that. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was always like, oh, like, oh, I, I can't I can't be myself because I'm so worried about like my family, my family, family namesake. And so one thing that I that I learned probably around the time that I was like 20, 22 was that I was like, at the end of the day, life is going to go on. And that's that's like, period, like nothing else like literally nothing else matters and all that matters is that you're taking care of yourself you know what i mean because mm -hmm. just like anybody else just like your parents your grandparents they came into this world they had to figure it out and so i've always been like you made decisions you made choices um that probably weren't the best but you figured right. it out right and so i i just kind of came to the point where i was just like i'm myself and this is who i am and i'm living in my truth and i'm embracing being black, I'm embracing being a man, I'm embracing being gay, I'm embracing my sexuality, I'm embracing being free, I'm embracing being sexual and just being a human being, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. I never felt like I could be sexual. I know, this, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, I don't know. I feel like we're, you know, I don't know, black women are kind yeah. of over-sexualized, mm. you know, and we're yeah. always, it seems, you know, someone's trying to fulfill their fantasy or something sure. along those lines. So I was always a little conservative. Um, yeah. Not, but that. But may also, not we're taught be to me. be conservative as yeah. black women as well. Yeah. We're socialized to be conservative, even though society oversexualizes us. Yes, and that that is the thing that I absolutely hate about. Sometimes that, that I really hate about our community um, mm. because other people can do it and get away with it, right? But when it comes to black men, when it comes to black women, if you're too sexual, you're you're a hoe. If you're mm -hmm. too, but if you're a man, it's kind of like, oh yeah, well that's what you're supposed to do. Like in the black gay community, there is there are so many different intersections and different lanes that we can talk about and go down. But I've always been somebody that has always said, if you are a sexual being like that's okay that's that's how we were that's how we were brought into this world like right from people having sex and so it's not always just about sex i think for me what it is is just like really just understanding myself you know what i mean mm -hmm. and just like what it means to be sexy and what it means to be confident and what it means to be um all the things of being black and gay you know what i mean like some days like i want to feel I, I can feel masculine some days i want to feel a little more submissive and feminine some days i want to be overly sexual some days i want to be a little bit reserved you know what i mean and some days i want to talk about that and some days i don't want to talk about it but like i think that people just put put everything in a box and it's just like if right. you're not in this then this is not right but if you're doing this it is right you know so it's just it's like it's just like so much i'm just like y'all just just live free and just like yeah, let yeah. people right. do what they want to do. 
At the I mean, end of the day. Honestly, I, if I if I was on here for another two hours and I told y'all about half the shit that I've done, honestly and truly, I mean, some stuff I'm like, I am very glad that I am still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I have done some crazy ass shit, but I mean, that's just a part of the experience. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you deserve to have those experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, if you, if you don't have experiences, it's just like, you're actually not living, you know? Right. Um, and sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm a little too experienced, but then I'm like, I'm like, actually, no, it's, it's, it's kind of fine. Cause you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little too experienced. <laughs> so yes. it is Pride Month. Yeah. And, you know, I did want to have a conversation and talk to you about Stonewall and yeah. what that means to you and sure. why you feel because there was so many Black queer people on the front lines. Yeah. Making sure that. You know, we're always, that's one thing. I mean, I love and hate we're about Black people. We're yeah. always on the front lines helping other people or helping the cause. And I'm like, where the fuck are these people when it's it's our time? Sure. Uh, you know, people tend to shy away. We know what that's about. But <laughs> what does that mean to you? I feel like, so when it comes to like Black pride, I feel like it's like the gateway to like the greater LGBTQ plus community. Mm. Um, because... Aside from anything else, like we all know Black people are the culture. We are the the driving force behind culture, music, art, history, everything, right? All and so the things. When it comes yeah. to being like Black and gay, the experience is like such a encouragement of awareness of yourself, community, like respect, di- dignity, like all these things. My experiences with actual Black Pride events, again, started in Atlanta. Um, mm. There was always a Black Pride. Uh, there were two Black Pride events, um, one in the summer and then one around MLK weekend. Um, and nice. so that was my my experience, um, you know, being in Atlanta, going to school in Atlanta, um, going to these Black Pride events where there were like, you know, workshops, parties, events, like literally everything. And then, of course, I went. I used to go to a Black Pride in um, Miami called Sizzle. Um, so you can imagine Black men being in Miami on the beach, just all this like sea of beautifulness, even though I don't know if that's, if that's actually a word. Um, it is today. (laughs) Yeah, it is today. But black pride is like so important because it's, it's a way to like build solidarity, um, to promote unity in our community. Um, because a lot of times we go out to places and these places are not owned by black gay men. Right. So we're just going to somebody else's venue who does not look like us taking our dollars and not mm-hmm. really doing anything for us, right? And so <clears throat> it's almost like we're always at the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. trying to like figure things out um, when it yeah. comes to um, mental health mental health programming, um, when it comes to the fight against HIV AIDS in the Black community, right. um, when it comes to housing and homelessness, and just like really just recognizing the history of, of Black gay people. Of course, we owe it to a lot of people um, like Baird Rustin, who was an, um, a Black gay activist. He was basically one of Martin Luther King's right-hand men. Right. A lot of Black men might not be able to tell you who he is, you know what I mean? Um, but he's somebody who's important. I mean, of course, there's James Baldwin, there's Alvin Ailey, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's right. Marsha Johnson, like all these, all these iconic people um, that I can, you know, you can go on and on about them. But 
um, that's what that's what Black Pride is to me. Um, I love celebrating Black Pride. Um, I love going to Pride events. I love being around my friends and my brothers. And I feel like it's really a time where people come together. Um, it's just literally like a Black gay family reunion. That's what it is. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I, you know, I, I do feel like um, as the years are going on, there's definitely a, a lot of strides that have been made. So many things, though, like that need to just be addressed. Um, this issue of inclusiveness and just remembering that Black trans men and Black trans women are people. Um, right. They are included in our in our bubble. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, right. Non gender conforming Black queer people. You know what I mean? We we it's so crazy because like we're all in a we're all in a group together, but like we still sub out each group and ostracize and it's it's sometimes it's it's, it's like kind of crazy because like you're like i'm black and i'm gay and then you're looking at another black and gay brother or sister and other people are like turning their nose down at them because they're right. trans or they're non-gender conforming or they're too feminine or they're too masculine or whatever and it's just like y'all like <sighs> we would just do so much better if we just all just literally just came together you know right yeah so that's what Black Pride is to me, I guess. I don't know. I just was like talking. So, Oof. Yeah. no, that was good. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you I, feel like Black Pride is mm-hmm. different here in California or in LA than it was in Atlanta or Miami? Here's what I think about Black Pride in LA. I feel like it's very much so. It's like a scene thing. Mm. It, it's like who. And I, I, I don't want to be that person because I'm in an industry where it's like you always kind of got to be on. Yeah. And I have a lot of friends who are gay in the entertainment industry. But I do feel like it's like a um, a play, you know, sometimes mm. um, unless you really are invested and you kind of know about different programs and organizations who are really like on the ground doing the work. Um, again, you know, like I said, fighting all those issues. Um, but other than that, I mean... My my best pride, my best prides were in Atlanta, and I'm not I'm not just saying that. LA, I go to Black LA Pride here, and I go to I go to regular Pride. You know what I mean? I go to the parade, I do all the things, but it just was it just was totally different because the concentration of Black gay men was so heavy, you know. Mm. Um, but you know, I, I like to say these new gays they they be doing the most. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like an OG gay now. <laughs> what? Well, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking like, although I wasn't in, you know, L.A. this weekend, but I felt like B. Hen's party was like kind of like a black gay pride, even though it was Juneteenth. I also was just like every time I've gone to the crowd, it's like obvious that it's just so much, you know, black boy joy and so much queerness that you're just like, okay, okay, I see y'all. And it was in June. So I was like, maybe this is kind of like. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, a little bit. That is definitely um, about an event like that, right? You know what I mean? Like, I love that because it brings people together from every section that you can think of. You know what I mean? You have your non, again, your non-gender conforming. You have your trans folks. You have your gay men. You have your gay women. You have bisexual people. You have you have it all. Like everything is literally there, and it's it's such a beautiful thing to see because we don't have that many spaces where we can come together like that, you know. And so to be able to celebrate, you know, not only being black, and it just so happens that Juneteenth is in June, which is Pride Month. Um, right. Just that kind of intersection of all that is is a really 
beautiful thing to witness. Um, so yeah, that, that that's actually a good point. <laughs> One thing I did want to say, like when you yeah. were talking about going to events and, you mm-hmm. know, some of these owners are not, you know, they might be white, they might be something else. Sure. You know, I read an article about how they would host these events, but then they would charge the black gays. Mm-hmm. But then if they had another event that wasn't specific to that they wouldn't charge or they would like Mm. hide the Hennessy I read this crazy article where they'd be like they wouldn't they wouldn't serve Hennessy at the at the bar or whatever they would hide it underneath because they thought that the Hennessy would make the black gays too too outrageous or too you know enjoy themselves too much and I'm like wait what like what I mean if we paying what 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 does it matter what you serving us yeah, you know? I mean that that is just um <clears throat> that's what you call ignorance. <laughs> right. And that is um that I mean it's it's just literally pure ignorance because they're literally stereotyping, you know, a group of people who I mean, yeah, black gay men like to turn up. Like we like to have a good time, but like also too, like black gay men like to have a good time. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and we're we're literally bringing you we're bringing you our dollars. We're bringing you um, an experience. We're bringing you our culture. We're bringing you our people. Um, and so a lot of times, like, you know, I will, I really don't go to events that are not put on by Black gay people. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I, I'll go. Like, I've clearly, I've, I'll go. I will go. And it's not, it's not saying, like, you know, like, I won't go because because it's owned by a white person. Like, no. My thing is just like, if you don't want my money, then I'm I, I don't I don't need to be here, right? And so right. um my my ultimate goal, you know, somewhere in the next, you know, five years or so is to really have my own venue spaces, you know, in LA mm-hmm. where I can rent them out to really my community, you know what I mean, to be able to use and recycle the dollar and um, you know, really provide all these different types of experiences because I know that a we need it and two we deserve it mm-hmm. yeah that um and i guess my last question would be yeah since you are free and yeah. you do <laughs> and you uh <laughs> you do you do live authentically you know you're one of my favorite people just because i always felt like i knew that you had silent struggles and things that maybe you wouldn't necessarily talk about or tell me and no nothing that doesn't mean anything. It's just like, you know, we all do go through our own things. Sure. And, um, you know, my mom always says like, everybody's got, got, got their <laughs> shit. They're going <laughs> to hold it close to them and they're going to go with it to the day they die. It's going to be uh, with them. That's my shit. You know? And so I was wondering if you had any tips, cause you just said, yeah. you know, these new, these new gays, these new black gays, you're like, <laughs> uh, I feel like an OG. Like, do you have any tips for like anyone that's, you know, struggling to come out, yeah. or even being able to mm. say, you know, yeah. I have pride, I am black, and I am gay. I think my my thing is have a close group of brothers that you can trust, mm. um, and find that whatever. I mean, because you know, a lot of gay people again who can't necessarily come out or have come out and got kicked out that's where houses come from, like gay houses come from, right? right? And so, you know, people people may not know the history of like, if you go to a ball and like, there's like House of Balenciaga, the House of Tishi, the House of um, Vuitton, wh- whatever it is. 
um, these houses have gay mothers, gay fathers who basically step in as actual parents for gay, you know, younger gay kids who have gotten kicked out or been beaten up or, you know, are homeless or whatever. Um, and so my thing is like, really find a, really find a family, you know what I mean? Um, people that you can trust, um, people that you can confide in, people that you really know truly have your back. Um, I'm super blessed because I have such an amazing circle of friends, gay black men that I love so much um, mm -hmm. that I would go to the depths of the earth for that have gone to the depths of the earth for me, um, who have, you know, extended their families to me, obviously and my family to them. And so um, I, that's like really the advice that I would give and just really um, you know, as hard as this may seem because it's, it's easier said than done, but it's just like, be confident in yourself and just know that you are capable, that you're deserving, um, that you're able um, to do and to be the, the person that you were put on this earth to be. You know what I mean? Um, because a lot of people, there'll be a lot of naysayers, there'll be, there'll be a lot of haters, there'll be a lot of, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, but it's like, that's just literally loud noise and it's bullshit, you know? Mm. And so, um, for any, you know, any younger gay men that are listening to this, Black men that are listening to this, I just say, do you? Because it's gotten me, it's gotten me places that I never could have imagined in my life. You know, um, just to always be me and yeah, just like be be who you are. Like, don't try to be anybody else. You know what I mean? Just be you. <laughs> That's a word. Yeah. Live loud and be proud. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask for people who are in the black community who are mm -hmm. not gay what is yeah. something that you like y'all community needs from us how can yeah. we do better my thing is like with with people that are not gay in the black community it's like okay there's two things <laughs> i'm the business that pays you there you go because people like to insert themselves in other people's lives about who they sleeping with, what they doing, and it has absolutely nothing to do with you as a person. That like, way that. I, I don't like your opinion. Everybody has an opinion. They're like assholes. Right. Everybody has it. You know what I mean? And so my thing is just like, stay out of people's business, mind the business that pays you, but also like support the people because these are, these people are actually supporting you. Right. I, like I, my thing is like, a lot of people don't realize I'm like black gay people, and gay people really in general are really actually running the entire world. <laughs> I mean, they they hire them, they're hiring them as their stylists, their makeup yeah. artists. I mean, they're doing all the, yeah. the work, but then not getting, you know, the credit that they deserve. Yeah. I mean, yeah, black black gay people are literally running the world. And so lawyers, um, doctors. I mean, so I many. will also say to my um I will also say to to, to my non-black um folk, gay folk, listen. Okay. <laughs> if you really want to be about that life, don't front, like don't um, put on this facade, like you down, down, down. But then like when shit, when shit really hits the fan, you go ghost or like right. you're only around for like performative, like allyship or, mm. you know what I mean? You only want to, you know, hit us up on, on these hookup apps because you want some BBC or <laughs> you want to be in the you want to be in the in the mix and all this other shit like you know what i mean i don't know that's probably me just talking shit and whatever whoever <laughs> hears this like i love y'all just as much as i love anybody else so <laughs> And I always say, just stop living a double life like if yeah. you are who you are like you said just be you it, it's it's, you. it's it's 
it's so it's much easier. Much. It's so much easier. Because I was living a double life right. in high school and it it was a lot to balance. I'm like, oh, I'm over here trying to go get some, you know, this. And then I got to act like I'm with this. Like, oh, this is a lot. It's exhausting. Know? It's exhausting. It was so exhausting. Like, that, <laughs> Katrina, that was the word. It's, it was so exhausting. I'm like, I'm over here trying to like please a girl but I'm over here also like in love with a man. Like, this is too much. <laughs> Way too much. So this next segment is called Roses. Mm. Yes, Cam, <laughs> you're, you're uh, new here. Yes. So every uh, week... <laughs> We give our roses to someone because everybody in the black community is always, well, not even black community. I would say everybody is always saying, give them their roses while they're still here. Who are you giving? You got to show up, give them your roses. And I'm always like, yeah, but they'd be the first ones in the, you know, at the funeral in the front row, Mm boo-hoo crying, knowing that they wasn't there for the person as much as they should have been. Right, right, right. Um, So it's, you know, giving your roses to you know someone that inspires you sure or whoever you feel like needs to needs it right so my roses um if if he ever hears this amazing like great i love it i'm gonna give my roses to um Dwayne wade and the reason why um is because he has literally been the epitome of what it means to love unconditionally Absolutely. And, um, you know, dealing with um, having Black kids and one of your kids comes to you who was born male um, and says that they feel like they are or they are, you know, female. I cannot even imagine how much that was to deal with him, especially because he is an NBA player. Right. And that that kind of industry um, or that field is can be a little toxic when it comes to masculinity and what that means, right? And I'm sure there are a lot of NBA players, a lot of athletes who are basically in the closet because of, you know, the possibility of like losing a contract or like, Mm -hmm. you know, being ostracized Mm -hmm. from society. And it it fucking sucks. It really does because these are people, they're human beings and they do the same shit we do. They wipe their ass just like us. Um, You know what I mean? And it's just about who they love, right? And so with Dwayne Wade, one thing he said that really stuck out to me, he said, I have to say to most parents, get to know your kids. Don't put your wants and needs on them. Mm. Um, And that really stuck with me because he, him and Gabrielle Union, literally, um, that is like, that is like the epitome of a Black father proudly accepting his daughter and really saying to the world, fuck y'all. You know what I mean? Like, Pretty You're not going to put me in this box. She deserves everything that she was born to see and, and born to get and born to do. And just how he's handled it with the media and just their their family, like, really my hat's off to him. And, like, I want to be a parent one day. And, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to love my kids unconditionally, regardless of whatever faults or flaws or whatever they have. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, that's that's who I give my my roses to. Um, kudos to you, Dwayne Wade. You you the shit. Mm-hmm. Shout out to D Wade yeah. and the, and the out. entire family for yeah. you know showing yeah. up in the way it's that so they have. Beautiful. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like 
to see, I mean, to see a black family who is so prominent and so well known um, to have this situation and to just be out and proud and just, yeah, like this is what it means to like love your kids. This is what it means to be a unit. This is what it means to love on black kids. This is what it means right. to support black kids, like regardless of whatever it is. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I get my roses to today. Yeah. And I love the way that they are because I don't feel like she is too, you know, in the scene. You know how some people is like, okay, this is now our cause. So yeah. everything is going <laughs> right. to be about this. Yeah. And I feel like they're just living. They're just being yeah. a family. I don't feel like it's a a commercial. That's like, I want to repeat, you <laughs> yeah. know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's beautiful. So I guess, who am I going to give my roses to this week? <laughs> I was in New York and, um, you know, I love the culture of New York and just, I love everything about New York. Every time I go there, I always think, can I live here? And then I quickly remember that um, mama is not going to be in the winter like that. Like I can't do it. Um, I can't see me, you know, being in snow. I can't see any of that Uh, and getting on subways and just, no, it's too much. It's a whole different life. It's a whole different life. Uh, But I was watching this documentary about Dick Gregory and, you know, while he was a comedian, he was a real life freedom fighter. Like he -hmm. was in the front lines on the marches and like to his dying breath, like he was all about that blackness. And it just made me think of all the people whose life stories we don't know. You know, know, today we're talking about pride and I, I think about the Harlem Renaissance and how really, I mean, we're talking about pride. I mean, if we're talking about activism and the arts and just being free, there were so many people, queer, straight, yeah. everything, just there. Just, One person who like, I was actually named after Mr. Langston Hughes, by the way. Yes. <laughs> um, shout out to Langston. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just those people, they had it right, man. They had it right. And some of them will never know who they were. You know, right. there's, there's there's so many people that were a part of that, that we won't yeah. know. And so, you know, I just hope that as the years go on, more and more research, more and more projects, more and more documentaries shine lights on people, on these people, because they deserve to have their flowers given to them. So that's what I'm giving my roses to. Thanks. Shout out to the freedom fighters. Those we know and don't know. Yes. Yes. Ashe. <laughs> so, Katrina, who are you giving your roses to? I'm going to give my roses to all of the, the individuals out there who are managing the many intersections of their identity. Mm. Because we're talking about being Black and gay today, but there are so many other intersections that we are all dealing with on a regular basis that we have to constantly battle mm. while being Black while being a woman or a man or being gay or American or whatever, all the all the intersections that we have to deal with. And so just giving my flowers to all of all of the people who are struggling in it because it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. And we we have to constantly fight battles on a daily basis that sometimes go seen or unseen and unrecognized. So shout out to everybody who's experiencing these things and moving through them. Yes, you're not alone. I mean, every day I'm somebody else, but I'm still Marlena. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who am I going to be today? Hmm. 
Or who am I going to be seen as today? That's right? true. Because right. sometimes it's not even who I want to be. It's how people are yeah. going to perceive me. Yeah. That's true. Perception is such a fucked up thing. Yeah, it's fucked it up. It really Don't, is. Just, <laughs> just let people be. I mean, come on. I I, I can't. Well, Cam, that yeah. was a... a <laughs> Another episode of Excess Baggage. Uh, first nice of all, I want to thank you for being here, for taking the time out of your schedule. I know that you're a busy body like all of us. <laughs> I am, yeah. <laughs> and um, I just appreciate you um, for always being who you are and just being kind and being a friend that I can call at a moment's notice and mm-hmm. ask for something Whatever it is, without question, you'll be there. And I think that really is a testament to your family, um, your background, how you were raised, and really our foundation and how we're all connected. You know, the three of us uh, going to K. Anthony, you know, and yeah, it was all Black pretty much. And the fact that we still resonate with all those values that they taught us, you know, at at such a young age and that we're able to stay connected. And, you know, life is going to take us in many different directions. And I feel confident in knowing that I'll always have you and you'll always have me. So thank you for being here. Oh, yeah. And thank thank you you for sharing your story, because you and I are not as close as you and Marlena are. But for you to come on and share your story feels really good. So we appreciate Uh, you. Well, no, I I really appreciate it. I was actually... (laughs) so funny i was at the gym and uh i got a text message from my my boo and he was like um don't you need to be uh back at home to be recording this podcast and i was like no i'm gonna get in traffic and i like literally was flying up 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 la cienega with no gas in my car and then stopped again got gas as soon as i could hit the corner um so <laughs> i'm so happy um that um we did this and um I'm really appreciative of you guys. Um, so blessed to have known you guys for basically um, my entire life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, wish you guys nothing but the best and success with um, the podcast. And um, yeah, I love you guys so much. And, and again, thank you guys for having me on. And remember what I said, be black, be gay, and be proud. Amen. I shake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's another episode of Excess Baggage. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Excess Baggage Pod. That's Excess Baggage P-O-D. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review on the podcast app and Spotify. And remember to pack light and keep it tight. Bo show.